Hey ladies, I'm Tori and I'm Wendy. Welcome to the Fruitful Vine, where we delight in motherhood and life one honest conversation at a time. Hello ladies, happy podcast Wednesday. It is me, Tori, with my lovely host, Miss Wendy. How you doing, Wendy? Hey, doing good, doing good. I got my makeup on, so you know it's a good day. You look so cute today. You really do. Your hair's cute. You got your jean jacket, your little bow. You look adorable. You know, when you just got to do extra to just motivate yourself, sometimes you just got to push yourself, you know? Oh, yeah. Hey, with this crazy winter storm that's happening like up north. And for me, we just got like rain and gray skies. Did you get anything? (laughs) (laughs) I was really serious. Beautiful weather and sunshine. I'm looking at the palm trees flowing in the soft breeze right now. So no. You didn't even get rain? It was a little rainy yesterday, but the sun was shining. It was like a, you know, sun, a sun shower. Oh my God, I hate the sun. (laughs) I know you hate the sun. It's like the strangest thing. You thrive in the cold and dreary. I do, I do. Justin was just, it was gloomy all weekend and he kept... He was all down, and I was like, what's wrong? And he was like, this weather sucks. And I was like, this weather is glorious. And he was like, you're so weird. And I said, you know what? I think that my outlook on weather explains why I'm so great at life, okay? That's not true. (laughs) If you can see sunshine still on a gray day, like... The issue is that you don't see sunshine on sunshine. You only see sunshine on gray days. It's really warped. No. Oh, ooh, maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe you're right. But I just feel like, yeah, you're right. You're right. Because then what I'm about to say kind of goes towards me, too, with sunny days. We should not be so weak that (laughs) our mood, our mood is like, controlled and 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 changed by the weather so even on sunny days i guess i'll find a way to smile <laughs> like it's hot the I sun the sun just zaps my energy honestly that makes no sense like it's scientifically proven that the sun is energy have you ever been outside in north carolina on a summer day with the sun i mean that is very specific It's not good. It's not fun. It's horrible. You sweat. I was on a winter walk this morning and I'm like, oh my God, you know what I love about winter walks? I'm not sweating between my thighs. Okay. (laughs) I am not like trudging up this hill dying. Like, oh, the North, I I think the South, no, I've always hated the sun. I don't know. It's that Indiana blood. Yeah, maybe, maybe. (laughs) Even though I'm from Arizona. (laughs) I can't. Okay, so instead of what you're sipping, because me and Wendy realized very quickly that we're always sipping the same thing. We've decided to do what you're thinking. Sam doesn't know this, so he's going to be really annoyed when he edits. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) What you're thinking. Hmm. What am I thinking? Mm. Okay, so we're going to just share a little one nugget that we're thinking about. It can be as simple as I'm thinking about why is it raining today? Or it can be as complex as I'm thinking about why. 
what what is the point of life? Why do people live? <laughs> it can be as simple or as deep as we want. So, Wendy, five, four, three, two, one. What you thinking? Why did she ask me what I'm thinking? And so now the only thing that is going through my head is what am I thinking? What am I thinking? What what am I thinking? Like literally, what am I thinking? Oh my gosh, I'm not thinking anything. Oh no, my turn is coming. What am I thinking? <laughs> Yes. Nailed it. Good job. Good job. Are you going to ask me what I'm thinking? Tori, what are you thinking? I'm actually thinking about how short I'm going to be compared to you when we meet in person. (laughs) Like it's going to look like a supermodel and her like her. uh, What is that called? Assistant. I am not that tall. I'm 5'7". I know, but you're lean. You just got yeah. these long legs. Do you want to see my chunky thighs? Like, like you uh, mean your even. voluptuous amazingness of a body? Yeah, but okay, thanks. In comparison, <laughs> I'm still going to look like a supermodel's assistant. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm so excited to see you so soon. Yes, I am. Really, really excited. Like, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be amazing. To finally, like, be able to hug in person. Like, come on. Oh, and And I'm I'm not even a toucher. Oh, I'm hugging you. I don't even care about COVID. I don't care that physical touch isn't your love language. I'm tackling you. And I might jump on you because you're so tall. I don't know. I don't know if you can can handle my weight. (laughs) What? I'm 5'2". My son is almost five foot and he definitely cannot jump on me. So there's that. What? Like you you're not that short. My sister's five. Wait, like he, why can't Dude. he jump on you? You can't carry him? No, he's too big. He's like 80 pounds. Well, you better be lifting weights because I'm coming. Girl. <laughs> I'm coming. I'm just going to tackle you. <laughs> I'm just going to hit the floor. Boom. <laughs> now, Tori. What are we transitioning into right now, Tori? Consumption luncheon. Okay, ladies. So this segment, Consumption Munchin, Wendy and I will take turns sharing anything that we've been consuming, anything that's been life-changing, or any seeds that our minds have just kind of been marinating on. Uh, So it can be from a book, from a TV show, from a movie, from a conversation, from something that happened in life. Anything that we've kind of been munching on, we're going to share. It is time for Consumption Munchin. That's right. My membership book of the month was The World According to Fanny Davis. And she was an African-American woman in the 60s in Detroit. And she ran numbers. She basically ran a lottery out of her home. And um, it sounds so simple. But when you think of everything that she risked as a black woman, like she had no business running a numbers Uh, business from her home. So she came from the South, her and her husband migrated, and then they settled in Detroit. And from there, Fanny did what all women do. And that is she, she fought and she made it work for her children and her family. Hmm. And so even though what she was doing was considered back then illegal throughout the whole story, I'm just like the spirit of black people that spirit of like, no, 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 we don't give up. Like we make a way where there legit is no way. Like 
her husband worked a factory job and it just wasn't enough. So Fanny was like, I'm about to get to business and I'm about to provide for my family. And she was just so, so brilliant, uh, very smart, very fashionable. Even though she was doing this like numbers thing from her house, she was still, she paid close attention to beauty. And there, there was one part that really struck a chord. Her, she took her and like her two closest girlfriends to vacation in Miami. So they go to Miami and there's just three big voluptuous black women living it up in Miami at a hotel where mostly only white people go. Right. And Fanny's just like buying her girlfriends, everything, enjoying life. And um, and then one of a white guest at the hotel came up and she was like, oh, my goodness, how did you get your skin that color? And Fanny was like, baby girl, I was born with it. Like, <laughs> So she just she had this attitude that was bigger than life. I also love this book because it really got into uh, systemic racism and how like with the housing industry and how so many black people were being um, weren't allowed to to apply for these loans or the loans that they did apply for were like 10 times more interest charge than the loans that white people were were applying for. And it talks about how the banks just discriminated. It talks so much. But what really stuck out is that despite all the racism, despite her being a woman, she managed to provide for her children and she managed to enjoy life. And her biggest thing was like, the more you give, the luckier you get. So, mm. and even though it was all numbers and she did little rituals and had little numbers that she always played, she remembered that her, a, a piece of advice she always gave her kids is you take one step, God takes two. So, mm. Yes, life is about God, right? And and praying to God and asking him, what do you want me to do? But also you are an active part in making your quote unquote luck and making how your life is shaped. So have faith and take that one step, but and and know that God is taking two. And I also love that she didn't she just, she was a woman who made up her own rules. Like just because you see Christianity like this and I see it like this, like but I see it like this and I'm going to walk in that. And I don't know. I, I just respect women who are brave enough to make their own rules. And Fanny was one of those. And I just if you're looking for a good memoir to read the world, according to Fanny Davis, it's written by her daughter. So it's it's so good. Oh, wow. So like stories that her daughter has, like from her mom. Yeah, oh so gosh, for the longest, for the she wanted to tell her mom's story for the longest, but she was also terrified because for so long as a child, it was like you do not tell anybody what mom does because it was illegal. Um, How many children so, does she have? I believe five. Oh wow! And, yeah, and Fanny's the youngest. I believe, or not Fanny. Bridget is the youngest, and so her mom passed away a couple years ago, and then finally. Mm-hmm. She was like, I need to write this book. So she interviews aunties and uncles and friends and her siblings. Because, again, she was the youngest. So her recollection of it is a little dimmed compared to the other people. But it's just so, it's so beautiful. Beautiful. It's -hmm. beautiful. It's somebody's life. It's beautiful. It is. It sure is. Love that. I love memoirs. (laughs) 
All right, ladies. Was I supposed to pause there? I think I was supposed to pause there, right? Okay, I cool. I, I think Sam will appreciate any pause. You, you know, there's that. <laughs> I'm like, was I supposed? Did I take too long of a pause? All right, ladies. So me and Tori have been, Tori and I, Tori and I, not me. Tori and I. Yeah, that's not, oh my gosh, she's going to get on me about that English teacher. <laughs> All right, so Tori and I have been discussing lately just about how, I mentioned to her about social media and just how we continually take social media and say, hey, you know, not my kids. I'm going to keep my kids off of that until they're older, until they understand. Or, oh, I understand that there is so much um, poor influence that's happening on social media. But yet I feel as if we neglect to neglect to see how social media is affecting us as women and as moms. Also, Tori mentioned (laughs) millennials. We're millennials, right? I think so. I think, right? We're millennials. Millennials. And just how, how we just have been so warped by social media and how what's good is bad and what's bad is good. So we just wanted to sit down and just really dive deeper into that, have a discussion about it. Yeah. Yeah. And this is a big subject to unpack. So where do we want to start? Well, I mean, how do you feel personally that social media has warped your sense of self? Where do you look? I mean, we can sit there and look at the thorn in somebody's eye all day. But what about the plank that's in your eye? I can tell you that for me personally, the filters of it all have really um, warped my sense of self in real life. Like what I do, like my real life is not beautiful enough, is not valuable enough that when I go on social media, just showing myself without a filter that's not enough man where's my music where's my lighting where's my like where is the thing that makes my life seem more beautiful than what worthy, my worthy, more worthy. instagram exactly than what it really is and so for me i just was like okay no more filters so i don't do filters because i realized that i was getting on there like oh no i can't come on here like this hold on which filter can i use which one can i make it work so i'm like oh no i don't like that i don't like the fact that oh, i can't I, show you your wife i'm a filter whore i love filters <laughs> <laughs> i'm not i'm not convicted with the filters i'm not convicted with the filters i am convicted like for me it's the bodies that you see. So I think that's why I'm so anti show people your workout because I think that women and men posting their bodies in such a uh, physical way, whether you're showing your abs, but it's a really sexual picture or you're Mm. posing in this cute outfit and your butt is so big and your waist is so tiny and your boobs Mm. are just perfect. That is where... Whether the filter is on or not, I'm just like, wow, this is what we're allowing our eyes to see. So s- married men, take, mar- I'd, uh, take married men. They're on Instagram. The algorithm probably shows them a whole bunch of these fitness girls or a whole bunch of these women who just 
are what what do what are they called? Instagram models, I guess. Yeah. Um so that's the part or I I so I take like married men, I take young men, uh, when our sons become of a certain age and when we do allow them to have social media, they're basically seeing half naked girls. And my daughter is basically gonna be seeing those same girls, because let's face it, like Men are handsome, but the man's body is not as beautiful as yes, a so woman's man. body. That's so true. even so we have the men looking at these perfect, perfect, quote unquote, girls. I'm looking at these perfect, quote unquote, girls. And that's where I'm like, ooh, maybe my thighs are too big. Oh, why isn't my stomach like that? Oh, and then you and and that I, I don't know. That's a slippery slope for me. Just the bodies why do we have to see your body the cool art pictures the pictures of books or even the pictures of the design of your home or a picture of a flower or a picture of a car but your body like yeah. your your body like yeah I, that We're is tempted. that's mm-hmm, that's where i'm just like oh help us god i agree i think that for me personally i can't like I find myself like, Ooh, I don't like how this is making me feel. And I jump off. I do that a lot uh, lately. Um, I didn't do that before, but I find you're, myself you're doing that a lot lately. now. Yeah. Ever since the whole, like no filter thing, I've just find myself being very comparison and I don't like it. Like, I don't like how it makes me feel like less than, or like not doing enough or like, I don't know. I just, I don't like how it makes me feel. So whenever like I just jump, I it, it's now gotten to the point where it's pushing me the other way. Like, oh no, I don't want to see it anymore rather than let me dive deeper into this because it just makes me feel so bad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I feel like that's why I've turned to books lately. Like yeah. give me anything yeah, that. that isn't attached to scrolling on my phone. Yep. And then the other thing is for me, I told you one of the things that I'm after this year is just to fall in love with God more. Is just to find him more. Is just to um, dive deeper into all. I just want to fall in love with God. And so for me, if it ain't talking about, I know it's taboo. If it's not bringing me closer to him, I just don't want to be around it. So call me old. Call me traditional. <laughs> call it what you must. But if I don't open up, like I literally, I don't. If it's not bringing to me, if it's not adding value to me, I don't want to have nothing to do with it. And so what do you say to those that say that that pursuit, the pursuit of God is not, it's just boring. It's just old. It's rusty. You know, you're closed minded. What do you say? No, I say, I say, hey, you drank the Kool-Aid of the culture. And the Kool-Aid of the culture is, hey, travel the world, but also save for retirement and also redesign that whole house that you want and also like live simple and be minimal and also uh, eat your vegetables and drink your water and also buy organic beef. Like, <laughs> so that social media, social media is literally a pot of everyone's opinions and the scary thing is that instead of people running to the word of God to get the information they need, they're yeah. finding doctrine and, and they're deciding to build their whole life on a quote that they saw on Instagram. Doctrine. Like people don't read. 
They read social media. They read memes and they read stupid little quotes and they repost them all day. And I'm not saying every quote is stupid and it's all stupid because it's not. I do believe that social media can be used for good, but just like everything else, the enemy has infiltrated it. And somehow we're seeing again, big booty, small waist and little boobs and like the perfect houses and the perfect motherhood. But then I I do believe it can be used for good. It's not all stupid, ladies. That's not what we're saying here. What we're saying is it is not what anyone should be living their life by. Anyone. You're seeing everybody's best or worst best, if you know what I mean. Okay, you're not seeing anybody's real. Right, and also though, but okay, so let's talk about oversharing because just because you're going through hell doesn't mean you need to share every detail. Like honestly, yeah. and this may be tab, this may, maybe I shouldn't say this. <laughs> <laughs> every, all I'm saying is don't as a, as a way to be quote unquote relatable, you don't have to show like your period draws. You don't have to show no. like, hey, I'm going through this and everyone needs to cry with me. Like, no, just you don't have to show that. Our our culture thinks that we need to overshare and share every detail with social media. And we yep. don't. No one needs to know your business, actually. No one. And do no one but remember, God first. Do you remember when we were growing up bragging? was like, ew, stop bragging that you look really tacky right now. Stop. Now all social media is, is okaying everyone's little brags. Like sit down, sit down. It feeds, honestly, it feeds that sin. I don't know what to tell you guys. It feeds that sin. It feeds that, that whether it's vanity, whether it's, um, whether it's attention, whether it feeds it, it feeds that, For me, personally, and this is a personal conviction, I understand. If I'm not bringing anything to the table, if I'm not saying anything of value, even in my trials, even in my struggles, even in just trying to reach out for help in my own way, if I'm not bringing anything of value, there is nothing for me to say. I don't need to go on to social media just to talk to talk. Because guess what? You're not that important. I'm not that important. My life is not that important. My life is not more important than your life, than his life, than her life. I have nothing to show that is not what God wants me to show or that is not to help somebody else up. And it's not to say that my struggles are not going to help somebody, but my struggles are not for people to say, look at me. Me, 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 da, 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 da. Like, no. Like, if I'm not, if there's no lesson to be had, if there's no lesson to be learned, why am I sharing it? And you guys have to really think about that. Like, I think that, 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 that before you go on social media, post. Before you go in social media, scroll. What is it pouring into you? And what is the purpose behind what you're sharing? Please, please unfollow if someone is not feeding you, if every time you see someone's posts, you get agitated or you get irritated or you're comparing yourself to them, unfollow. You are not, you do not have to follow someone. 
you're not obligated to follow someone just because you clicked follow. You can unfollow if someone's not feeding into your life. Also, no, I 100% agree. Like that is so important. I, I'm sorry, guys, my kids. <laughs> I Motherhood. unfollow, it's life. I unfollow people that are considered good. I have unfollowed people who are just like, pastors, people who are just, you know, talking about body positivity and people who are Come on now, you know, don't upset all, all the PCs out there, <laughs> all the things like I've unfollowed people, all the things, but because people who talk about manifestation, uh. all the things, because guess what? It's not about y'all. It's not about you guys. It's not about what you have to say. It's about whether or not how it's affecting me. And so there's nothing wrong with unfollowing somebody who rubs you the wrong way or doesn't quite align with what you want. For me, there's more respect in unfollowing a person than there is in jumping up in their DMs and telling them what. Like, you're not going to affect anybody or change anybody through, like, Um, social media. You might be onto something. Unfollowing is the greatest form of self-control. It sure is. Because... Yeah, I, I, I've had to. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So rather than make the person talk about what you want them to talk about, just unfollow them and pray. You know, this is a lesson I'm learning currently is just because it's right doesn't mean it's right to say. Yes. And and I tend to think I, I mean, I do have a strong intuition and I am 95 percent of the time. Right. But mm, that little pride. that 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 pride and that attitude has not served me in life and I am 30 just now learning and I don't know why my mom never taught me this just because you think it doesn't mean you have to say it and so think about that think about that when you're on social media me I always I always end up putting my foot in my mouth when it comes to something political or something so think about that just because you say it and I'm not saying don't voice your opinion but just because you think it doesn't mean it's right to say. I think you, sh- I, I, I am saying don't voice your opinion. <laughs> Ooh, talk more, go. I am saying don't voice your opinion. Our opinions are so fleeting. I am getting to a point where honestly, if it ain't God, I don't, I just, I don't want to hear it. Just because I feel like we can be so manipulated or so distorted to even believe that what is wrong is right and what is right is wrong. There's that, that Bible and the it, that's a Bible verse. In the end times, men are going to believe that what's good is bad and what's bad is good. That I am afraid to voice my own opinions for fear that it is incorrect. For fear that me personally, that my wrong is right and that my right is wrong. So if it is not like God inspired, or God breathe. I just, I don't want to say, I don't want to hinder somebody else's walk. And I don't want to, um, to, I I don't know, for it to be all about me, all about Wendy and what Wendy thinks and what Wendy's opinion is on things. Um, If it's not, I, I don't, I just, I think that we as people who have social media and claim to be Christians, should be very careful about using social media as a way to voice their own opinions. 
get, get together with your friends, you know, the ones that encourage you, the ones that give you, keep you biblically accountable and opinion them to death, you know, but when it comes to social media, just be very mindful and be very careful that your opinion is actually what God wants you to say, because you don't want to be a stumbling block to somebody else. There have been so many Christians that have just been like, if I wasn't solid in my faith would have just made me turn away from God because it's like, yo, if a Christian is saying that, if that's a Christian's opinion on that, then I don't want nothing to do with this God. And I don't want people, and it could be anything, guys. It could be anything. (laughs) So just, especially in 2021, just be careful with voicing your opinions. Be very careful. I understand it's your Instagram. It's your YouTube. It's It's my American (laughs) right, Wendy. (laughs) I, I get it. I know. But like, I just don't feel like life is about you. I don't think it's about me. Wendy, you've been preaching lately. Like, (laughs) girl, you're definitely chasing after God. Because on that note, we're going to end it because she just convicted me in the best way. Because it's so, uh, I'm speechless. You can, you can, we're going to do a part two of the pitfalls of social media. Um, But because I want to continue this conversation, but we have hit our time limit. But Wendy, that was good, girl. (laughs) Out of the, out of the. Because not I don't babes. want to be a hindrance. Because I don't know. You're not a babe. That's not it. <laughs> I mean, you, you you're, not babe. Really bad at you're a babe, but you're not a babe. <laughs> you're so bad at saying. <laughs> Ladies, thank you so much for spending your time with us today. We pray that you remember to lean into the one true vine while you are busy being the fruitful vine. Until next time. Bye. bye. Why is that the first time that we actually did it at the same time? <laughs> <laughs>